Welcome to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset with me, Johnny Pardo. Welcome back to the Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset podcast with me, Johnny Pardo. Today, I welcome Omu, where we're going to be talking about transformation, personal growth, living your best life, and many, many more things. We're excited to dive in. So just a quick introduction to Omu, and then she can go a little bit into her story. So Omu is a transformational coach and calls herself the vision pruner. Sorry, uh, She works with you to live your best life. So welcome to the show, Omu. Glad to have you here, and we can make it happen. Uh, could you tell us a little bit... Yeah, excited to have you here. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, perhaps your story that got you into becoming a transformational coach and maybe one or two points about you and what you do? It's a very long one and I'll keep it short. So um, I'll start with my personal development journey. I've always been um, very keen on reading and exploring stuff. I mean, just, I, I would try and then decide whether I like it or not, but I'd always give it a try. And so when the John Maxwell team started in 2011, I hopped on it and I always say that I had no intentions of being a speaker, trainer and a coach. I didn't even think I had the capabilities to be one, but I knew that I wanted to develop myself. So that was why I joined the John Maxwell team. And of course, in 2011, there was no Zoom and the internet was, um, wasn't was wireless. So it was very, very dicey and tricky. And then we used to use like a free conference call and all that. And, but I mean, I managed to keep at it. And um, for the longest time, I never could call myself a coach, a speaker or a trainer. I just went on doing different courses. I, I I'm an extremely shy person. So it was way out of my comfort zone to speak in public or, mm. and I also felt that I needed all the resources to call myself a coach and or a trainer. Um, so I went on to, I'm also an adult um, gym. I, I call myself a gym rat. And a lot of people would ask me then, oh, how do you lose weight? I also didn't think that I was in a position to advise people on weight loss because I hadn't learned it. So I took another certification in lifestyle and wellness. My thinking was that that was up my alley since I was always in the gym. And I still was not coaching or training on that. And that was when I knew that it wasn't about what I had studied or what I had learned. It was about me stepping out of my comfort zone. And I knew that I needed to network. So um, when BNI came to Nigeria, I joined BNI because I felt, okay, at least it was a formal environment to network without necessarily putting yourself out there. And um, BNI gave me the, um, the launching pad to speak in public because I had to stand up every week to present my business in 60 seconds. Mm. And then I went on to be national trainer. So I had to train the whole of BNI Nigeria. And then I, I became an executive director. That paid wow. off 
with my other with my other skills and so i took my um john maxwell training and then of course i am i joined um paul martinelli i took some more courses there and then that's how i met joseph mcclendon and then i became a neuroencoding specialist at the same time as a brain health coach so all that put together were the resources that i had and now i needed to narrow it down to know exactly what i wanted to do with the resources that i had and well best to start was myself so i went on a personal i went knowing what i know now i went on a journey myself and i discovered that the reason why I was doing those courses in the past was actually imposter syndrome and fear of failure. I just felt that I needed that one more course before I, I, I validate myself and one more course after the other course. And every time I say this, I say, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing, taking several courses, but at the time I was taking the courses, I was taking them for the wrong reasons. Thankfully, they've come in very useful. But at the time that I was doing it, I was doing it for the wrong reasons. Um, so I went on that journey. I also went on a journey of discovering what my true vision and purpose was. And that's when I, um, I wouldn't say stumbled. That's when I worked with one of um, Ivan Meissner's books, which I started training on. Um, and that's where I developed the training on living your best life. And it basically takes you through um, determining what your values are. Also, in the course of the journey, I realized that I was always tired and felt like my energy, you know, I don't know if it happens to you, but you you go out and you have friends or you mix with people and have conversations and there's absolutely nothing wrong with the individuals in themselves. But you come home feeling really tired and not mm. satisfied. Mm. Yeah, know? totally. Yeah. So I couldn't pinpoint what it was until I went on this journey. And I found out that when you don't know what your own values are, there's a tendency to attract and absorb anybody and any value. And when you're dealing with values that don't quite align with yours, you can never truly live your best life. Mm. Wow, that's quite a journey, uh, Omu. So, yeah, you, you went through several things, went from the John Maxwell world to uh, the, the brain revolution uh, that I went, I started on as well, um, and then to the Joseph world, Dr. Amen. Um and thanks for sharing about the the whole imposter syndrome thing as well. That's, you know, this I think I can relate to that as well. Going like course after course after course, right? But you get very uh, heavy credit card by the end of it sometimes. And then you've got, you get to a point where you got to like pay it off. Um, <laughs> yeah, totally relate to that. So just like someone out there, I, I want to touch on values as well. But in terms of that, that imposter syndrome, maybe someone's like, I really want to. I really want to do something, but I'm not like I don't feel like I'm ready uh, to go out and use what I've learned. I need to learn a bit more. What can what can they do? Like as maybe a bit of guidance for like a first action. 
you know, funny, it's funny because even when I thought I had gone through the journey and I was okay, it was actually um, Joseph McClendon that, that kind of hit the nail on the head for me. And that was my aha moment. Mm. And when I started asking myself questions, the first, so the first thing I ask myself now is why? Why do you think mm. so? And who said so? And a lot of times the answer is me. So I'm the one who thinks I, I sh I'm not able to do it. I'm the one who thinks I'm not ready. I'm the one who thinks I'm not good enough. I'm the one who thinks I need one more course. Mm. And until I stopped saying to myself that I wasn't ready, irrespective of what anyone around me said, I still believed I wasn't ready. So it was so bad that people would say to me, oh, you can do this, and they would approach me. And I'm like, oh, no, I can't. Mm. Your own narrative was stopping you, yeah. Absolutely. Mm. So changing, yeah, changing that narrative a little bit um, and be, yeah, being able to change it. Like Joseph says, as I think, <laughs> we started the think, the feel. Absolutely. I actually have it here and here. I, I have it all over. Oh, I love it. I, I, have, it I have it. Uh, I have an exercise I do five times a day, with, which Joseph gives, and it involves me saying that poem as part of that that routine that goes through five times a day. So it's a bit automated now. Um, doesn't mean like you have no problems, but it just kind of helps you work through, you know, work through some of those things, I find. That's cool. You've got it plastered everywhere. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it just makes you, it keeps, I, what it does sometimes, and I'm happy you said that, that um, it doesn't mean you don't have the problems, but it just puts you in a better place to deal with it. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Just to, just for the listener, what, just for clarity, what I'm talking about here, because me and Obu were like, uh, uh, obviously referring to something there's there's a poem our mentor uh, or one of our mentors joseph says and it's uh as i think so i feel as i feel so i do as i do so i have so it starts from the thoughts and your psychology and it's as omi was touching on about like some of that that narrative some of the words that she's she was thinking were kind of affecting how she is feeling what she is doing and how she is acting and I, that was certainly me holding myself back with the self-doubt as well in the past uh, to go out and do stuff like launch a coaching business, go and do sales roles and things like that. So, yeah, it's important to recognise that narrative and that that thinking part, um, just to kind of clarify on that. I want to touch on values a little bit um, because you, you and it's really fascinating you should bring it up because it's like a few people recently I've been talking to have kind of brought up the whole the whole values thing. And you were talking about having values that don't necessarily uh, aren't the same as the people you might be with. Um, how do I mean, there's, there's obviously a bit of work to it. And that's it's, that's kind of some of the work you might help people with, I guess. Uh, but how can people what can they start to do to understand their values a little bit more? Because we're so like busy, busy, busy these days. Yeah, so, you know, I stopped to, there's a, usually I say to people, first of all, my I was shocked. Uh, let me not say shocked, I would, because I was in the same position as well. When you say to people, 
what are your core values? Mm. They either stop for some seconds to think or they reel out some values, honesty, um, authenticity, blah, 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 and all that. And, mm. you know, for me, one of my values is keeping to time. And I know that um, sometimes it's inevitable, but I expect communication, you know. Um, but I said to them, when you say, for instance, keeping to time is your core value, you should ask yourself, do I get to meetings on time? Now, if you don't, and of course, you have to be honest with yourself. Mm. If you don't, then what it might be is that it's an aspirational value. So a lot of us call our aspirational values our core values. And it's okay to have aspirational values. When you realize that they are aspirational values, then you can begin to create steps to work towards making them your core values. Hmm. So I there's um I am I used to be really disorganized. I'd never kept a diary until the lockdown. Hmm. Because of several meetings, I honestly for the first time started having to enter um meetings in my diary. And then moving forward, I started using my Google Calendar. I've always had it, but the only thing you'll see there are birthdays that it has automatically put in. But now I I can't function without my Google Calendar and I've programmed it to remind me one week before, two weeks before, depending on how far apart it is, one day before, 30 minutes before, you know, things like that, just so that I'm on time. So if you feel that that is a core value you want to possess, then you put structures in place to leave that core value. So you can imagine if your core value is sticking to time and you're, you're collaborating with someone who simply does not keep to time. There are some people like that. And it, I mean, there's really nothing wrong with them. I have a very good friend. She's my very good friend. She's very nice. She's fun to be with. But she just simply can't keep to time. If she says, meet me, pick me up at five, you get to her house at five, even when you've called to say you're on your way, you get to her house at five and she's probably just going to the bathroom. <laughs> and But I love her dearly. And so I said to her, I said, you know, so that we don't have any friction, let's agree to meet at the venues we're going to. Let's not go together. So mm. there'll be no picking up and there'll be no one who's upset. Right. So putting those, putting those first, like kind of boundaries in place, I guess, almost. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm very particular about setting boundaries and it's mm. very important if you want to live your absolute best life. I mean, keeping to time and the example I gave is, seems quite not to it's neither it might be neither here nor there for people but i mean there's some people in, in in all of this like i said to people there's some things that are just deal breakers for you so like me a deal break a, a no no complete no no for me is negativity 
for some other people, they can say, oh, it doesn't really matter. She's okay. I'll just ignore. I can't ignore. And I'm not ready to absorb your negative stream. So, so it's really left for you to decide and left for you to know what works for you and what aligns with you. And then you're not able, you're, you learn to block those things out. Right. Okay. So yeah, you're, you're pretty much um, being very clear on your like values and then you're therefore putting the structure in place and the boundaries in place to be able to support them and live them in, in your lifestyle as well. Um, yes. Because yeah, I guess you could, you could have about like a value and then you're, yeah, you're not necessarily able to live it and that could frustrate you, <laughs> I guess, because you don't have the structure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now that makes sense. Okay, great. Um, So, yeah, thanks for sharing about the, the values. I'm always fascinated to hear about values. Could you tell us a little bit about, um, you call yourself the vision pruner. Could you tell us a little bit about that and what that entails? So it's also my journey. I, I like to I like to um teach what I've practiced and what I have learned. For the longest time, um I couldn't understand when people say vision purpose. It sounded so airy mm. to me. But then I mean I read it, I have several mentors, and I know for a fact that they're not lying to me. So there must be something I need to do. And everyone can say, everyone can say the same thing and they're wrong and I'm right. Mm. You know? So I decided to actually go down that lane of actually analyzing what my vision is. I found out that also because I'm online a lot, I network a lot, I read a lot, I was close to that habit of starting one thing and not seeing it to the end and starting another. And then when you're quite good at quite a lot of things, you find out that you're all over the place. So I decided I had to sit down and ask myself, really, what is my vision? And in doing this, we, we are also having to break those limiting beliefs that you have because sometimes you need to permit yourself that you, you can have that vision. So for the longest time, I had a vision where, so like before I had the training on living your best life, I had the vision of just living my best life and I had to define what my best life meant to me. Mm. And it took me a while because I felt, oh, um, a lot of people would associate living your best life with being extravagant or traveling or just living la vida loca. But that wasn't what it meant to me. So it took me a while mm. to tell myself that, listen, you deserve to live your best life. And irrespective of what anybody thinks it means, the most important thing is what it means to you. So I went down analyzing what my vision is and then pruning it in the sense that I'm asking myself the whys and the ones that are authentically me, not the ones that I have acquired from 
seeing it on social media or from hearing it or from or from thinking that that is the way it should be. Mm. So you're asking yourself those very hard questions. Is this what we really want? Not because that's what majority of the people are doing or because this is what is in vogue on social media or because you have to follow a particular trend. So, and this, I'm not saying you, if, if your vision is to follow the trend, really, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But the most important thing is that it's yours and it's what you want to do. Mm. It feels right for you. Yeah, I, I really, I really love what you just said there because <laughs> something I'm always fine tuning and discovering. And it, it was definitely, especially when you get got into the whole pandemic, there's, you know, people were like lighting up left, right and center on social media. It was, it's like, oh, this, this way to make money. Oh, that guy's got a jet. Oh, this guy's, uh, you know, you want to be a billionaire. And it's like, do I really want to be a billionaire or do I just want to be financially, you know, <laughs> well off and, you know, having some time with people who matter to me. It's, yeah, there's a lot, lot of things. And then there's lots of people like selling their program. Oh, you'd be, I'm, for example, there was, there's another coaching program I'm in, not not um the one we're in together, but another one. And quite a lot of people ended up there not actually wanting to be coaches, but the guy they followed was a really big is a really big influencer. Great guy, amazing podcast, amazing coach, a big kind of icon. And because people were listening to him and then he they were following his page. They he was like selling the coaching program with integrity, of course, um, a good guy. But then a lot of them got into thinking that they wanted to be a coach and they get in and they realized they didn't. It was just something that was like, this guy's a coach. This guy's doing well. I follow him. I want to be a coach. And then they discovered they didn't. So, yeah, it's, that was an example I was thinking of then. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, that happened. It actually still happens. And I think it's actually worse now because mm. everywhere on social media, they're selling something to you and you need to be really, really sure of what you want because everyone sounds really nice and, you know, life-changing. So <laughs> so you really, really need to know what you want and stay focused here. Yeah. And I think that the only way you can do that is when you know of your vision and like a lot of I, I don't like to use the word purpose because it's been overflowed but when you know your vision and what you really want to achieve then that way I mean you're better able to know that okay this is good stuff but I don't need it mm. this is good stuff but it doesn't tie with my values at the time this is good stuff but it's not in line with my vision mm. So with the, with the values, is, is that one way you can start discovering your vision? I'm just thinking for the individual maybe listening who, who's like, absolutely. I have no idea what, what my vision is kind of thing. Absolutely. So when you know what your values are, usually at, at, at every point in time, a lot of people have a vague idea of what their vision is. Maybe not sure, but they have a vague idea. It might change every hour but they have a big idea. Um, when you begin to prune down your values, when you determine what your values are, then you find out, then you start asking yourself questions. That's when you find out 
whether it actually ties with your vision. So say, for instance, one of my visions is to be on global stages, right? I, if, if, if one of my values is not in re building relationships, building authentic relationships, there's no way I'm going to be going on global stages by sitting down here. Mm. And so th there are also some things that don't align. I mean, okay, I didn't mention, for instance, before I went into coaching completely, I also run an event planning company and we do mostly destinations. As time went on, I stopped doing weddings and I started planning retreats because that was in line with my my vision of speaking training and coaching not weddings and honeymoons right so i had to tweak it to fall in line with my vision if i was not if i am not um open to traveling to meeting people then there's no way mm. that i can feel that vision of mine now if that is truly my vision which by the way I had never been a fantastic networker, but when I determined what my vision was and what my values were, I had to go and tweak it and begin to learn and improve on those values that would serve me to get to what I want to achieve. Yeah. Well explained. Uh, it's, it's really sort of like eye-opening for me as well in terms of, yeah, aligning that, the vision and the values. So, yeah. Uh, Omu, like, um, thank you so much for sharing us with us all this uh, information about values, vision, living your best life, and really not getting sucked into like, you know, the day to day noise and getting stuck in that. And sounds like you've, this has been part of your journey, you've really identified it. So just to kind of like wrap things up, really, is there any final point that you want to share with us? And also, if the listener wants to find more from you or get any more from you, where, where can they find you? Okay, the final point that I want to share is that the answer lies within us. Um, there's, there's so many voices and so many influences that we all are exposed to in the year 2023. But ultimately, the the, the answer lies within us. So I always encourage people to sit down quietly and have those very strong, serious conversations with themselves. Because irrespective of what I say or what you say or what anybody says, if you haven't said it to yourself, it's not going to happen. Hmm. Having those, yeah. And then I have a free ebook that kind of talks about it and it's called Living Your Best Life and they can download it on my website. Awesome. Uh, well, we'll be sure to link that in the show notes as well. So the listener can get a, a direct link to that and then find some more information. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Omu, it's been a pleasure to have you on. So thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, Jenny. I had a nice day. Awesome. So that concludes our episode for today. And remember, you are in control of your own self-esteem and confidence.